Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of What the H, a fantasy hockey podcast. My name is Eric Yayakikut. And I'm Corey Bastain. We hope our knowledge, research, and let's face it, our gut feelings help you build your fantasy hockey dynasty. Now, full disclosure, we are not professionals. No, not even close. But what we are, are two good old Canadian boys with a love for the game. We have grown up watching hockey and have spent years trying our hand at the fantasy hockey world. We're also really good friends. And we have faced each other many, many times, head-to-head in fantasy hockey. Sometimes it seems all we do is talk fantasy hockey with each other and with our buddies. Our wives, on the other hand, don't always share the same passion for fantasy hockey as we do. (laughs) Yeah, passion. That's good. Uh, Well, since they didn't particularly uh, care for what we were talking about, we thought, well, maybe some of you out there would. And so since we are going to talk about fantasy hockey anyways, we thought, let's record it and put it out there. So join us on this fantasy hockey podcast journey. Welcome to What the H, the fantasy hockey podcast brought to you by Eric and Corey. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to talk about what everyone else in the hockey world is talking about, the playoff bracket. We're going to review our picks, talk about difference makers we think that are going to give the edge to one team over another. We're going to talk about any sleeper teams that we think could go on that Cinderella run. And of course, first round sweeps. Will there be any? And if so, who do we think could actually pull that off? Then we're all going to take all of that information, relate it back to your fantasy world. Who's hot? Who's not? Who would you want on your team going into the playoffs? And any, if there are any sleeper picks for late rounds in your draft. So to begin, we're going to do a quick overview of each other's uh, playoff bracket start to finish. And then we'll go back and we'll, we'll break down our thinking behind our decisions here for everyone. So first round, all set, almost the last, to the last uh, uh, NHL night. Are you there, are you Eric? Like lots of changes, especially in the West. So first round, Colorado, Nashville. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Colorado for that one. I think that just has to happen. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota and St. Louis. I gave the edge to Minnesota. I think, uh, and more on that, but we'll, we'll get back to that, I guess. Calgary, Dallas, uh, Calgary, I think, uh, has to be your pick there. And between Edmonton and the Kings, uh, Edmonton, obviously, I think that's a, that's a no brainer as well. In the East, we got Florida and Washington. Florida's got to take that one. And uh, then you have, of course, Toronto-Tampa being in the GTA. It's going to be the, the one to watch here for sure. And now I, I respect Tampa Bay, you know, repeats. That's not hard or easy to do whatsoever. But despite being the diehard Leafs fan that I am, and so full disclosure, Leafs fan talking to you right here, I do think Leafs have a chance of getting out of the first round this year. I know. I know, typical Leafs fan. This is the year. Not saying that, but I do think they can get out of the first round. 
Carolina, Carolina and Boston. Carolina is going to take that one, in my opinion. And between the Rangers and the Penguins, I gave the edge to the Penguins. I had to go with I had to go with them on that one. Sit the kids, lead them. You know what? You can't. It might be. Uh, yeah, they might be old timers, but um, it's hard to to not consider Sid and the crew their uh, you know contenders. When they hit the playoffs, they 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 hit a different different level. Yeah, there's talks about it being their last kick at the can. Who knows what the team will do at the end of this this playoff round? So we'll see if they can get their inner youth and go on a good playoff run. Yeah, find it again. Again, at least doing some damage in the playoffs, I think, is very doable. Especially consider their path uh, through the Eastern Conference. Like I would hate to be. I mean, the 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 Atlantic is just so so tough. I mean, Florida, Toronto, Tampa. That's uh, a tough crew to get through. And so, even with the Washington Capitals, you know, you look at OV and the crew there. And again, you don't want to uh, you know ignore uh, fairly recent Stanley Cup champs there. But that is just one tight race to get through uh, in the, in the East. But um, all right, you, Eric, what's uh, what's your first round picks there, my friend? All right. So Nashville versus Colorado. I think uh, you both have the same pick there. I do think Nashville will put up a harder fight than than many think. They are out there starting goalie to begin. So I think that will uh, dampen Nashville's uh, chances. But I'm guessing Colorado will win in six. For that matchup we have st louis versus minnesota i think this is going to be probably the tightest matchup um, out of any teams uh, we look at you know their regular season they both were high scoring games and and really close at every time they faced so but i got uh, st louis over minnesota they want to stand the cup they know how to win i think they'll to pull it off over them. We have uh, Florida versus Washington. I am high on Florida this year. I think they have top to bottom, you know, a great team. Defense, Ekblad's probably going to be back for game one, so I think that's going to be big boost for them. I think they'll have no problem getting past Washington in six games. Uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. This is uh, one that everyone's eyes are going to be on. Uh, but I have Toronto getting through really? the two-time cup chance. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Glad to hear that. You know, I thought you would. I thought you would. I appreciate that. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving out west, we have Calgary versus Dallas. I think... Calgary plays a playoff style hockey. I think they're going to be uh, have no problem getting past Dallas in five games. As a Edmonton Western boy, I uh, support the Oilers. I think they're going to probably get past LA, and I, I don't I don't know if I'll say a sweep, but but five games. I don't know how much a, a fight LA is going to put up against them. Uh, we have. Carolina versus Boston. 
on my breath. It's all changed here. But I have Carolina getting through Boston. I don't think uh, Boston is as deep as they once were. So I think they'll get high of them in six games. And then we have uh, New York and Pittsburgh. I'm on opposing sides to you. I think uh, there's a, a change coming. Sid and, and Melkin are, are past their, their dates and they're going to be uh, out in seven versus New York Rangers. Out in seven. Well, that's fair. Uh, change in the guards, definitely. I think if anything, this these Stanley Cup playoffs are really showing that. There's a little bit of a changing of the guard. And uh, Ovi and Sid's reign have kind of dwindled a bit, I think, in recent years. And I think it's uh, yeah, it's time for a, a new crop of these young stars to start hoisting that cup. Yeah. Interesting. So first of all, we're, we're fairly close on some things. I didn't mention the in uh, in number of games. That was I should have, but well done there. Um, fairly close. Definitely some differences, some key differences. So. Let's just go down through matchup by matchup, I guess. So Colorado-Nashville, um, both had Colorado on that one. But I do agree with you. I think Nashville is going to make it harder than they think. I think when you got Roman Yossi there, um, yes, not having um, – um, <laughs> You said Saros? Saros, thank you. Man, my blank on that one. Not having him for the first game, yeah, definitely hurts. Um, but you can't, uh, you know, Norse trophy year for Roman. And, uh, you know, he carried his team to the playoffs and no doubt will push them. And also, too, you think there's, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, Nashville, there was one of those teams that you just looked at the roster and outside of, you know, a couple here and a couple there, you kind of felt like they were just a bunch of, uh, like, former you know, top goal scorers. Yeah. You Shane and and uh even um uh man, my mind is blanking today. It's been a long day, everybody. So sorry about that. But anyways, just there's there are other other guys on the team there too that I felt, you know what, they uh they kind of had a resurgence there. You know, they kind of started doing a little bit better than people thought had a better year than people thought, but at the end of the day, I think you're right. I think uh, we're both right there on that. Colorado will take it for sure. I think Colorado has been knocking on the door. It's one of those teams, you know, you look back at Washington, you look back at Tampa for a while, you know, these were teams that everyone was favoring. And, you know, then they have that breakout year where, you know, they go all the way in and they get the cup. And so I'm really high on Colorado. I think, They'll make it to the finals and, uh, you know, they have a good chance of, of winning it all. They have uh, a great team, amazing, probably some of the best defense guys that really contribute offensively and, uh, you know, but can also shut, shut the other team's best players down. So they have a really solid decor and you're led by Nathan McKinnon them, the forwards and Rantanen. There's a lot of, uh, top fantasy players, high scorers on that team. So I look mm. forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah, Colorado was a little bit of a goldmine there in that, in that way, right? Like, other than, like, McKinnon had, you know, had some injuries this year. But I think for the playoffs, I think as long as he's healthy, that's going to bode well for them because he didn't play a full season, really. You know, he was kind of spotty throughout. So he should be rested, should be ready to go. 
but yeah, I think uh, I think everyone's kind of feeling that one too. Now she'll put up a fight, but Colorado will take it. Uh, the Wild versus the Blues. So this is this is what we differed on. So what? Why? Why St. Louis? Why? You think just uh, the, the the championship pedigree that they have there? Yeah, it's just they've won. They have uh, you know some hockey playoff hockey guys. You look at like O'Reilly. You know they have a sniper in Tarasenko. They have a couple of younger guys. You know Buchnevich. There's um, I just feel like it's I don't think they're a one and done team. I think. They've had a couple of years where it was a little bit rocky. You know, they haven't quite made it as far in the playoffs, but that's COVID. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams that that didn't meet expectations. So I think uh, I think it'll be a tough fight versus Minnesota. I think Minnesota has a solid team, but uh, I think there's something to be said for having playoff success in the last few years, and they got a cup ring on their fingers. So yeah, well for them. Never- Never ignore that. And a lot of that, yeah, the championship crew is still together. A few good additions. My biggest question, though, with St. Louis is uh, Bennington. At the end of the day, you know, he he did – he changed the direction of that team the year they went they went all the way and, and hoisted the cup. That it's uh, – without him, oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. And I think that was going to come down. I think, I think for that series especially, I think goaltending is going to be the difference maker. Because even though he didn't have it that great of a season, Flurry is again one of those guys you just can't you can't ignore, right? You, you it's like Carey Price when he hits the playoffs. Like we saw the last year in the Toronto Montreal series, right? Like he almost single handedly got them all the way. And so when you have a hot goaltender, a goaltender that knows what he's doing, especially in the playoffs. I mean, how many cups has Flurry won with two different teams, right? So it's um, that'll be a tough one. But even with Krill, the thrill, you know, and, and Zuccarello, you're still taking uh, St. Louis and, and, I mean, Robert Thomas, uh, you know, that, that it is that man's team now, right? Like, he is just – he is yeah, the he, future. He drives them for sure. And, yeah, he, he, he definitely drives them. I do, I do get what you're saying with the forwards. They have um, – Minnesota has Fiala. Kaprizov, he's he's a superstar in this league. And they actually have a really great defense. A lot of guys that, you know, are kind of unsung heroes, but but are solid. So I do yeah. think it's uh this was probably the toughest pick for me, you know, the toughest matchup. And I think it's gonna go seven, but uh, you know, hopefully Bennington can can kind of go back to his old ways and be a, a wall for them back there. Yeah, I think that I think that series will definitely be one to watch for sure. Where if uh, even if you're not, you know, a Wild or Blues fan, just if you're just a, a hockey fan, you want to see some good hockey. I think uh, that'll be a series to to mark in your calendars and and uh, tune into for sure. Uh, we have uh, the Flames in Dallas. You know, if I kind of feel like like these next two in the in the West. Like Dallas and and Los Angeles, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like what are they doing in the playoffs? Honestly, like Dallas, yeah. yeah and you you don't want to you don't want to throw shade at their superstars, Jamie Ben, um, Tyler Sagan, 
um, Anze Kopitar, right? These guys, they, they've won. They know what they're doing. But so when you look at Dallas and Calgary, I mean, Calgary, Calgary I think their uh, goals for percentage is, is the highest in the league right now and throughout the, the whole regular season. And I think it comes down to uh, the two-headed beast of Markstrom and uh, Sutler, and, uh, the, uh, their head coach, right? Like, he knows how to get the most of their team out of his team, especially in the playoffs, right? Like, he's, I think he's kind of one of those coaches that, you know, you might get annoyed with as a player, I would imagine, during the season, uh, being that rough, you know, gruff, you know, always demanding a thousand percent. But when you hit to this point, that's the kind of person you want guiding your team who knows how to get the most out of them. But and you went for Calgary on that one too, right? Yeah, yeah, I was with Calgary. I uh like Dallas does have some young guys that Robert Thomas, um who's there, Rupe Hints. Like these guys have really been yeah, these guys have kind of carried the torch, but I think a lot of people look at Dallas as like a one-line team. They have their top line, Hintz, Robertson, Pavelski, and, you know, their supporting cast isn't very strong. So I think uh, Calgary's just their top, one of the top teams in the West. Like you said, they play a, a playoff-style hockey, playoff-style coach. They have a lot of uh, really good pieces that, you know, can flourish in – in the playoffs for sure. So I think they'll, they'll get through them no problem. And to your point with LA, I do worry a little bit that, uh, you know, Philip Deneau, he went to the Stanley Cup finals last year. Big reason why he shuts the other team's best players down. So you put him on McDavid, you have Anze Kopitar going up against uh, Drysdale, you know, they could yeah. potentially shut these guys down. So I think uh, it's going to come down a little bit to the depth. I like some pieces that Edmonton has added, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane. You know, these guys uh, are going to be really relied on. Yeah, you're a big some... fan, I know. You love, you love Evander there. You, oh, pick Kane in the first round. He's worth it. <laughs> on your fantasy team, still, he does a little bit of everything, and he's not afraid to get his nose dirty and – and that's what you need in the playoffs. You need uh, your players to have each other's backs, and he adds a really good dimension to their team. So I do think Edmonton will come out on top, but, uh, you know, there's potential there for for an upset possibly on that end, but I won't think about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anything can happen. I mean, look at, like you mentioned, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning there early a couple of years back. You know, we all saw their mom- – their record-breaking year just to be followed up by a sweep. Now, granted, you know, John Tortorella is not part of the uh, Edmonton or Kings in this situation, but uh, I mean, on, on top of everything, too, I think it'd be absolutely ex- so exciting to see the Flames and Oilers, a series of that Battle of Alberta. I mean, even I can imagine, you know, as an Oilers fan, as much as you have, you know, a uh, a hatred for the flames just in your, in your DNA, almost you, you can't help, but be excited for a, a playoff series of those yeah. two. Right. And especially being in the second round, if they were to meet, that means you're guaranteed one of them in the conference finals, 
which, you know, that would also be so exciting to see one of these Alberta teams uh, get there. And then potentially from that point, you know, you're only one series away from the Stanley Cup finals. And yeah, a Calgary Edmonton series, man, that would be, that would be so exciting to see. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. And Calgary actually has three 40 goal scorers on their team. So, oh, not, your top line is just stupid. what what teams can say that. So, you know, Matthew Chuck, he's a playoff style player. Johnny Goudreau really took up, you know, stepped up and took another level this year. It's uh, they have some really solid pieces and, and they got Markstrom backing them up. I wish Edmonton had Markstrom. I think they would, uh, they would do pretty good, but yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how these teams in the West, uh, Make it through. How they pan out, yeah. So, okay, so let's look at those uh, four matchups. Do you think anything, anyone has an honest chance at an upset, at a, at an upset? Let's go start with that. I was going to say a sweep, but let's start with an upset. Do you think there is, you kind of already alluded to the Kings and Oilers, the Kings upsetting the Oilers. I don't feel like that is really possible. I mean, anything can happen. Let's play off hockey. Forget the regular season. This is season number two now. But I look at those matchups, like, would you call the Blues being, beating the Wild an upset? I don't know. I wouldn't um, really call that an upset. I think they're pretty even. Yeah. So, like, unless Nashville outs Colorado, Dallas outs Calgary, or the Kings somehow bounce uh, the Oilers, I just don't see uh, an upset happening in this round in, in, uh, in, the, in the West. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, uh, you know, I, I just, the, uh, the internal feelings of, of just wanting your team to succeed and, and just being worried, you know, the last couple of years they've been bounced out, you know, swept in, in their playoff series. You know, it was COVID and in the bubbles and, you know, it wasn't a, a typical season, typical playoffs. But that's always at the back of your mind. I know Toronto. And you have oh, the yeah. same, the same uh, thing that, that's there. You don't, you don't want to acknowledge it, but, but you know it can happen. But I think this year, you know, they've really committed to a defense style of play. Um, I think they're just a lot more well-rounded. And, and it does worry me, but, yeah, I don't think uh, there's a chance that L.A. Will, will end up upsetting. But we'll have to wait and see, I guess. So then on so the next point then would be a sweep. Do you think a sweep is possible? I, I don't again. I mean, although I gotta say, I could see I could see Calgary sweeping Dallas. I could see that happening. Uh it would be tough though. I think Dallas will, you know, they have the old timers with that that high hockey IQ and experience, but Sorry, man. I don't see the Oilers sweeping the Kings. <laughs> you know, I think the Kings will will take at least a game or two uh, more to beat. Uh, I think, I think, I think Oilers in in six on that one. But I could see the Flames sweeping the Stars. I think I could see that happening personally. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think uh, they have a young goalie, Ottinger. He's he can play really solid. Um, they're definitely going to put up a fight, but I think that that's probably the most outmatched in the West is Calgary versus Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I'm with you. They could definitely uh, sweep Dallas and I don't think too many would be surprised. Yeah. 
No, I think so. I think so too. All right, the uh, the East now. So Florida, Washington. I think we both agreed on that one. Both Florida. Um, the only thing that scares me, and I have Florida going uh, to the conference finals. The only thing that scares me about Florida is they are, as a group, they are fairly unproven. And Bobrovsky has a history of not doing well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, he, I mean, he's backed by Spencer Knight, and he could almost, I mean, Spencer Knight has had a phenomenal year, although, albeit, you know, a relatively shorter uh, sample package there. But you can almost run those guys 50-50. Like, Bobrovsky is by far your starter game one. I don't see how you don't. But uh, having having Spencer Knight there, I think, is helpful for Florida. But they're just not proven. And I just – I can't – as great as they have been, it just – it hurts me to, to see them go far. But I, I, I do think they will. I just – I don't know what it is. It's just something about uh, – I don't know, man. I, I look at their, their team, you know, they can outscore. Like if anyone's going to outscore their problems – I think it's going to, you know, be Florida. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, they're like the Leafs were, you know, in the last couple of years, they have a lot of high-end scorers. Um, it'll come a little bit, obviously, down to their their goaltending. But on the back end, you know, if they can get Ekblad back, they have Uyghur, Gudis. They added Claude Giroux. You know, that guy, that guy knows how to play. And I was I was have, like mad when they got when Florida got him. I was like, really? Yeah. Not enough wealth there, but and they like the forwards like Barkov, the best one of the the top three two way forwards in the game. He scores 100 points, 90 points, and you know can shut the other teams down. Huberdo, second in the scoring race. They have uh, Bennett, who who's a solid. You know, player plays hard, good in the playoffs. Duclair, I just really like a lot of a lot a lot of different parts of their roster. But like you said, it's going to come down to Kim Bobrovsky. You know, not uh, drop the bag and, and back stop these guys. But I think they'll be all right. Yeah, and getting Ekblad, Ekblad back too, I think is big. Uh, without him, without him, I really don't see them doing much damage. He just really takes command. He, he totally morphs their defense into a totally different beast. But uh looks like he should be back, maybe even game one. So that bodes well for, for Florida. Um, all right. The one I don't really want to talk about, but Toronto-Tampa. We both had Toronto, though. So, I mean, that's that's fantastic. Although I, that is far from a far-gone conclusion on that one. Uh, we all, like... Tampa, come on, like so good. Best goalie in the world. Gr- granted, he may not have had his best season, but we all know Vasilevsky's number one goalie in the world right now. And Campbell is not. <laughs> He's just not there yet. That being said, I mean, I was listening to uh Mike Johnson just today, actually, and he was talking about talking about this. And you know, you look at Toronto's goaltending. And despite the fact that they had one of the, you know, bottom five goaltending uh, stats in the league, they still ended up where they ended up, second in the Atlantic. 
right? Like, so if Soupy can turn it on and, you know, actually, you know, if he can pull off even like a 900, a 910, like Toronto's becomes a totally different beast because we all know they can score, right? Like we all know they can score and, and a ton of goals. They can just fill that, fill that net. Austin Matthews, I mean, goes without saying best goal scorer in the, in the, in the world. But uh, I do, I do feel like you know what that three peat is so difficult to accomplish. You've played so much extra hockey, and you're another year older. You're another year banged up. Uh, Kucherov did not get the whole year off this year, like he actually played through the season. <laughs> you know, um, and it's, so I think it's, I think they're just, I think they're just tired. I really do, and I think you look at the look at the way Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner even Willie Nylander have played this year, they are, they're actually, it looks like they're actually hungry. Like last year, I think was the first year where they were hungry, but they got thrown off the game really easily. You know, you had a couple of key players in Montreal, Philip Deneau being one of them. Right. And all of a sudden they're just scrambling. Right. But they've gone through that. And that has to be by far one of the worst Worst collapses in all of the Leafs collapses. I think this year it's just they're too hungry now. They're just too hungry. I don't know. Maybe that's being, you know, locational bias, but yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna, I, I agree with you on, on many points. You look at Tampa and they have a leader in every position, like Vasilevsky, like. He's been the top playoff performer for the last few seasons. They have Hedman, you know, top three defenseman in the league. Stamkos has been, you know, playing out of his mind the last uh, month or so. He's, uh, you know, reached a point that he hasn't in his career in terms of points. So it's not going to be easy. But like you said, I think the amount of hockey they've played is, you know, that can't be, you know, they've played almost an extra half season on top of everyone in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, our team's Edmonton, Toronto, bounce in the first round doesn't, uh, you know, they don't have those, those reps. But, um, you know, I think Toronto is pretty healthy now. They had John, Tra- John Tavares is healthy. He was out in the first game last year. So I think uh, him being back, I think they're rolling they're confident and uh, it won't be an easy fight, but I think in seven, they'll be able to win it at home against Tampa. And I think that's going to be the problem though, is like either way, Toronto, Tampa, either way, it's, I firmly believe it's going to go to seven. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Capitals Panthers series is going to go to seven. And I think the Panthers are going to have a couple days of extra rest. And it's, it's going to be a hard, a hard fight for either Toronto or Tampa to get past Florida because of the length of the series and the battle it's going to be uh, in the first round. I think it was too difficult, but I just want to stop for a moment and just talk about Stamkos because he mentioned, you know, him hitting this, this career level he never has before. And uh, that, that dawned on me the other day when they're talking about uh, on TSN, right? They're talking about Stamkos and reached the hundred point plateau and he did so very quietly very quietly got 100 points this year, which is just phenomenal. 
but then you realize that, that was the first time he's ever had 100 points in a season. And I was like, how was that possible? Because Stamkos for, for years has been considered, you know, a top, top NHLer. And every year uh, in, in playoff pools around, the, in, you know, around North America, at least, you know, he's taken, you know, solid second round, you know, even in, even the past five years when Grant, you can say maybe hasn't played as well, but, you know, the injury bug earlier on there in the, in the past five years, but, you know, never drops out of the second round. If he's either first or second and you think, but he's, you know, this is the first time he's gotten hundred points. Like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, in, in my opinion, I can't believe it. I can't believe when I, when that kind of that stat was thrown at me, I was like, wow, that's incredible. Um, all right, Carolina, Boston. I think it just, I think that comes down to the simple fact, you know, everyone raves on Carolina and I get it. Like Freddie Anderson, again, being a Leafs fan, no issues with Freddie leaving. Uh, like it wasn't even, I wouldn't even say it was by his choice. And in fact, when I found out he was going to Carolina, I was actually happy for Freddie because he'd worked his butt off for Toronto for so long that to go to a defensively minded team, because we all know that was not Toronto's strong, strong point when he was uh, between the pipes there. To go to Carolina, to go to offensively strong team, I was personally, I was happy for Freddie. I was like, thank goodness he's going to finally get some, some, some support in front of him. But I think even despite, you know, the season that he's put together and other, you know, Ajo and others on the Carolina Hurricanes, I think it comes down to the fact that Boston is just not – there's just not the same beast anymore. They're a shell of what they used to be. I mean, you don't want to discount Marchand and, and Pasternak, obviously Pasternak, Bergeron. Um, but you just, and I, and I'm a huge Allmark fan. I think Allmark and Swayman, you know, they've done, they've done very well, but they're just not uh, Rask. And um, you know, that, that old tandem they used to have, it's just, they're just not the same. There's not the same. They don't have Char on the back end anymore. And I think that's just what it comes down to is that they're just, they're just outmatched, plain and simple. Yeah, there's always a worry with tandem, tandem style teams. You know, at what point do you go to the other guy? You know, if, if, they, if they lose the first game and, and they let in six goals, you know, do you go to Allmark or, or to Swayman? And, uh, you know, it's, so even then, like, who would you start? Like, who would you start for Boston? Right? It's not like Florida where, yes, it was tandem towards the end, but everyone knows Wabarowski is their number one starter, especially when you look at how much money he's making. Like, there's no way you don't start him in the first in the first game of the playoffs. Yeah. But Swayman and Allmark, it's like, well, who, who are you going to start? I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. And Carolina, like you said, Carolina, they're known for the defensive game. And I don't know if, uh, you know, past their, their first line, you know, Boston's going to be able to, to compete with what you know, Carolina has going on. So they have uh, good depth for forwards to defense, you know, signing Tony D'Angelo. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on that at the beginning of the year, but He's really done well for them. And, um, you know, they, they have Smechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, 
Trochik is is a solid second line center. So I think they'll uh, they'll get through Boston, and uh, you know we'll see once Anderson comes back in that series. I think that's going to really you know shut things down on on their end and solidify the goaltending. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's just. They're too. They're too. They're too well rounded, like you said. There's no, like even Aho. Like I wouldn't consider him. You know, when you think of the elite of the elite, Aho is not a name that jumps to the you know the top of the list. Not that he doesn't deserve to be there, but you know, behind McDavid and Matthews and and Drysaddle and even Pasternak and uh, Tarasenko, like Aho, Bart, Barkov, and Huberto, and like all these so elite players that there's just no one there's no one that like jumps out at you with Carolina except the fact that you're right like guys like Trocek and others who are just those all around you know especially for fantasy like I love having Trocek on my fantasy team he's like a a lesser known I I view him like a lesser known Marchand in that way right like he gets you hits he gets you blocks he gets you pims and then he does it offensively too right but yeah I think just bosses is not the same just plain and simple, not the same anymore. Which I mean, as a Leafs fan, I'm more than happy to see. But it would have been nice to to take out uh, the Bruins, I think, first round. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain as long as they don't make it. All right, then we got uh, the Rangers and Penguins, and here here we differ. And I'm and I, I will preface this with saying, I would not be surprised if Rangers take out Pittsburgh. I would not be surprised whatsoever. I just am not quite ready to discount Sid the kid yet. You know, just not quite ready. But you look at the Rangers season, you look at uh, their top players, their top line, the goaltending has been astronomical. Um, it, it could go either way. I think that season, could, that uh, series could definitely go either way. But uh, you look at the Rangers goalie, like next to Vasilevsky. You know, that guy's a game changer. He, up until like a month, a month ago, he was like, you know, lead heart candidate for his team because, you know, back in, in January, February, nobody was uh, affecting their team more than he was. So they have a lot of top end scorers. They have Fox on defense. And I think they'll do really good. Yeah. Like I think player last year. That's one of the things I only we really talked about much as we went through this. Like, and I think if anyone listened to the listens to this and they we, you know, we talked about Colorado and we did not talk about Kemal Carr, right? Like the Fox is if anyone is going to be ever going to compete in the next 10 years with Kemal Carr for the Norris, for the uh, you know, high scoring defenseman, like he's the guy, in my opinion. He's the only guy who can really, other than maybe Quinn Hughes, but I think it's gonna basically gonna be a three horse race there. Quinn Hughes, Camel Carr, and Adam Fox. Um, like I, you mentioned Tony D'Angelo. Um, I like Tony D'Angelo on your team, but I know that obviously he brings with him kind of much like Evander Kane in that way. You like him on the ice, but there is off ice stuff there that clearly there's an issue with Tony D'Angelo. Clearly, there's something there, but um, you're in the right place, and you know what? They fit, they they it works, and that's fantastic. I do think about the Rangers. I the only thing that the only other thing I would add to my logic here is I just kind of feel like the Rangers were 
better than they expected and they got good faster than they expected. And like, there's some players that go for like Chris Kreider, unbelievable season, right? But a record breaking season, a career year for him. Can you rely on that level every year? You know, by the numbers, you might say, oh, it was, a, it was an eventuality, right? Um, Panarin, I mean, Panarin goes without saying. It's not even, you don't even question his, that man's talent, right? And then you have uh, Capocacco and Lafreniere, and they have some good, there's some good young guys coming up that I think in a couple, maybe, you know, another year or two, we do expect them to do a, a, a deep push in the playoffs. But I think they kind of even made, they surprised everyone, I think, for sure. And I, I think they just kind of surprised themselves, you know, like all of a sudden got there and it might, it, I would imagine you take a guy like Lafreniere, right? Canadian kid. And I think it must be so intimidating that your first like legit shot in the playoffs, you're against Sidney Crosby. Like a guy you've grown up watching, probably one of the biggest influences on, on yourself in your hockey career. And you're, you're up against this, like this guy. He is the guy for the past 15 years. It's all been about who can beat Sid, right? And I just think they surprise themselves. And I think, you know, they're going to have some, I think, they're, I think, you know, game one or two, I think they'll blow out Pittsburgh. But I just – it's going to be a tough battle for them, I think, to actually overcome Pittsburgh Penguins. And when you have a healthy Chris Letang, you have a healthy Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Brian Rust, he's in a contract here. He'll have a bounce back. You're right. There's just too many Jake Gensel. I mean, talk about underrated, right? Like, it's funny. Brian Rust and Jake Gensel, especially when it comes to fantasy, are two guys that always, always, always get drafted. But no one ever wants to trade for yeah right but they're always drafted for a reason because they produce right you know playing alongside Sidney Crosby they'll give you points they'll give you hits but it's just funny I just find that funny some players are like that right you just you know they're always drafted but you don't always see them traded for or you offer them in a trade and, they, and you're you know the guy's like hey Brian Rest really one guy when it comes to fantasy this year that I think a lot of people have their eye on, but, you know, um, this year really exceeded expectations. Chris Kreider, 52 goals scored. You know, he's, uh, he's not a flashy player, but he gets those goals around the net. And when it comes to playoffs, there's a lot less room. There's, uh, you know, a lot less flashy plays, just banging and rebounds what you can do around the net and Chris Kreider, they have their offensive guys. They have Panarin, they have Zabinijad, um, they have Ryan Strom, but uh, you know, I think he's, he's a style of player you want in the playoffs along with that, you know, they have Ryan Reeves to, to give their stars a little protection. So I don't oh, no know. One, uh, yeah. No one dares us anything because you know, Ryan, I'll just take you out like, man, that guy is a, a monster. So having some some tough guys, they have true on defense. You know, he he just eats shots, and uh, you know he was not on on great teams. You know, didn't go on too many playoff runs, 
So we'll see, uh, you know, when it comes to playoffs, if he can kind of step up his physicality, get in the lanes, you know, make a, be a little pest in the skin of Crosby or Malkin or, or Rust and these guys, you know, they're going to be hard to play against. That's for sure. That's the identity they were going after the last couple off seasons, trying to be a little stronger and uh, harder to play against. So I think uh, it's going to be all bits, brick and handle. Yeah. I think you think you're right. They're, they're young, they're fast. And I think the longer the series goes on, I mean, whenever a series goes the distance, it always gives the advantage to the underdog, right? Because the, the heat gets on, on the favorite there. But I think in that situation, because they, they are second and third, fairly close in the standings, it comes down to endurance. And I think the longer the series goes, the better chance the Rangers have simply because they are so much younger. Mm-hmm. right? Just that fact in, in itself. Yahoo puts uh, at the end of the season, Chris Kreider, as number nine overall, right? He started at uh, 126 preseason. That yeah, is yeah. one heck of a jump. Like there's no one else uh, preseason outside the top that was projected to be outside the top 100 until you hit uh, at least for four for players. Um, Timo Meyer. It was projected 225th, and he finished 23rd overall according to Yahoo stats. So you look at that, and, you know, he's in the company with uh, Johnny Goudreau, Kyle McCarr, uh, Kaprizov, JT Miller, Stamkos. And the only question I have about him, and and this don't get me wrong, back when, like, Kreider, Zivinijab, and Zuccarello played together, I loved that line. I thought that was a that was a fantastic line. They had great chemistry. Uh, and when they split up, you know, it was sad to see, but you're all, you're kind of still happy to see them all still, you know, being able to do well in the new, in their new homes, the new teams. But it just makes you wonder when you think future fantasy, right? Cause you know, you look at the playoffs as a projection of what a guy might do next year. And do you see Kreider as a perennial 50 goal scorer? Like 50 is so hard to get. Yeah. And I, yeah, just, I think ugh. it's an anomaly in, in, in some ways, but He's, he's one of those guys where you don't draft him high. People might uh, jump a little bit or, you know, too high on him next year. We'll see. Or people, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, that's a one-off. And you can snag him in a later round. And maybe he gets 35, 40 goals. Like, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's playing with some, some solid players. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that if he's on the waiver wire or – come into one of those later rounds in the draft and, and you have some other positions filled, you know, take a flyer on him and, and see if he can repeat some of what he got accomplished this year. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think if you ever see, and no matter your league format, if you ever see Chris Kreider on your waiver wire during the season, like pick him up, like <laughs> what an ad, yeah. what an ad. Uh, for sure. Well, so that uh, kind of wraps up the first, uh, the first round there. Um, based on my picks, that means the second round, uh, Colorado would take on the wild Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Florida, Toronto, and Carolina, Pittsburgh. Um, obviously that all remains to be seen. So I'm going to go over that fairly quickly. Colorado wild at that point, 
Uh, yeah, Colorado will take it. And really, I think they'll take it, whether it's the Wild or the Blues. Colorado will take that series. Uh, I do feel uh, Calgary has the edge over Edmonton. And I think for that, it's just goaltending. Markstrom is just Vezina Trophy year and or caliber year, I should say. And, uh, yeah, I mean, no disrespect to the two of the greatest players in the league in the world by far. Finished one in three, right, in, in fantasy statistics. But, uh, yeah, that top line, like you, you already outlined it, right? That top line in Calgary, oof, good luck with that. Florida-Toronto, uh, I'll take Florida on that one, as much as it pains me, as much as it pains me. Um, and then Carolina-Pittsburgh, uh, Carolina. I think if, if Pittsburgh does get past the Rangers, um, they're just going to be so gassed. <laughs> they're just going to be so tired that I think Carolina just kind of come in and just shut down, and that'll be that'll be it. But uh, before I go to to your second round, did we discuss sweeps, possible sweeps in the first round? For the- I don't think we did. No. Um, Carolina, I could see Carolina sweeping sweeping Boston. Um, and I could see Florida sweeping the Capitals. That being said, Washington is mean. They really are. They're a mean team. Ovi, I mean, I love a superstar who hits. And, you know, that's I think that's one of the things, if you're a fan of Ovi, you're a fan not only of his goal-scoring ability, but those monster hits he lays out every few games. He just reminds everyone that, you know, he can he can lay in the body to you pretty pretty well, almost as good as the rest of as anyone else, right? So... How about you? What do you think? Any sweeps possible? Yeah, I think uh, Carolina for sure could uh, have potential. I, I'm not sold on it. I think Boston would put up, and I can see that going six. But um, to your point, you know, I think they're they're the clear favorite there against Boston, so they could they could sweep them. And yeah, to your point, Ovi. I mean, that guy's just a beast. When it comes to fantasy hockey, he's he's a, a late first early second pick and he always like especially at the beginning of the season he was on fire and anyone that drafted him was, was happy they did because he he was scoring goals he was hitting he shoots a million shots he's you know a solid piece to build your fantasy roster around so um he's gonna obviously have his say in the series but uh yeah you know, it's funny, the Carolina-Boston series, as like I've already, you know, agree, I think Carolina has a chance of sweeping Boston. As far as upsets go, I also kind of see that as a possible upset. Because if, if Freddie doesn't come back and Ranta, I mean, I'm always, I've always been a fan of Ranta, even back when he backed up, you know, the King on the Rangers there. I've always been a fan of him, but he's never, the injury bug has bit him hard and he's never really seemed to come in, come to his own. Really, I don't think he's ever just – he just hasn't done that. And I think as much as I feel like Carolina could sweep Boston, I also feel like that could also be the same series we see an upset in the first round in the East where, you know, the big three, the, the perfection line just simply takes over and there's just nothing Carolina can do about it. They just yeah. nothing can do about it, right? Yeah, you can't discount McAvoy on the back end too. He just yeah. – you know, all around player. Um, I think he's overlooked a lot of times for, you know, those top awards in his play, but he's, when it comes to the top defenseman, I don't think there's too many others you would choose on your team. 
he's young and he plays he plays hard and, and he can produce offensively with those like you said those big three as well so that that's true we'll see if uh you know boston can upset carolina i think most have carolina getting through but uh yeah that's a good a good upset pick playoff hockey man you never know right all right, so what's uh, what are your second line, second round matchups from your picks there? So for the second round, I have St. Louis versus Colorado. We got Colorado advancing in that one. Then we have Florida versus the Leafs. I think you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Leafs are going to take all they can get or have be in for all they can handle against Tampa. And I think uh, Florida will get through – Washington a little easier. So they'll be fresh. They'll be ready. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fast hockey, Toronto versus Florida, but I got Florida coming out on top, but at least Toronto wins that, that playoff series that they've been what missing. Other belt, at least my goodness. <laughs> and then, uh, I got Edmonton over Calgary. I hear your point with really? Markstrom. But if they can get past that first round, much like Toronto, you know, anything can happen. They could go on a, on a heater. Um, but I just, I got to support my Oilers. And <laughs> I think the depth that they have, they'll be up to the task, the Battle of Alberta, and they'll get through Calgary. And then I have uh, Carolina beat New York. I think it will be a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. Um, but especially if, uh, their goalie's back, I think, um, New York is, is not going to be able to handle the depth of Carolina and, and they'll advance to the West conference final or the East, East conference final. That's fair. I'd say that's fair. Uh, all right, so that takes us to the conference finals in the West. Uh, I, I have uh, Colorado and Calgary. One-two punch. Um, and this one I went back and forth a lot. Um, but I, I, I went with Calgary on that one. I know Colorado is the favorite, especially you look at the odds and everything, and everyone's like, oh, it's Colorado's year, Colorado's year, but I don't know. I think I think for that one, the difference maker on that one to me is, is coaching. It comes down to it. Nathan McKinnon has not proved himself. I mean, yeah, granted, I mean, I had him on my fantasy team and uh, in, in our keeper league there, and I'll be happy to keep him. But uh, just with the injury bug and everything this year, he's faced he's faced a lot of extra trials, and he's had to endure a lot more. He, McKinnon hasn't proved himself the elite player. Like, it doesn't seem like that long ago, even like last year, right? Everyone was talking about who's who would you rather have, McKinnon or McDavid? McKinnon or McDavid, that was the best. They're the ones who punch. You know, then, you know, like Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, OV were, you know, three, four, and five. Not always that order, but that's basically how it went. But it was always McKinnon and, and McDavid. And now, like this year, like no one's talking about McKinnon. Yes, he's been hurt. But I just I just don't know. He'll be fresh, but I, I think his health overall is going to be a question. How healthy is he actually, right? And Calgary is is fully healthy. If they can stay healthy through 
through the playoffs. If, if, if Edmonton doesn't uh, beat them up too much, if Evander Kane keeps, you know, keeps a uh, little, little low key, you know? Um, yeah. So I have Col- I have Calgary taking out Colorado in the, in the finals in the West. What's your, what's your reference, uh, your Western conference finals there? So I got uh, Edmonton versus Colorado. Um, I do have Colorado knocking out Edmonton. I think they just have too much firepower. Like they, they can match um, Edmonton scores pretty well, but they just have, they just have some depth to their team. They have some young guys that are doing a little bit better than, than Edmonton's young guys. And you go to Kayla McCarr. He's just a treat to watch every game, you know, just skating around out there, getting his shots through and, He's a fourth forward on the ice, like when he yeah. wants to. He can shut down when he needs to. But yeah, it's just it's like it's almost unfair. Like I love watching. You know, he could have his own highlight reel just from this year. Like we've all seen all those goals that he's done, where he's just, you know, they're like that's a defenseman skating like that, making moves like that, right? He just steps around the forwards, just deeks them right out, and. It's got it just a laser of a shot to it puts it in the net and or finds McKinnon backdoor Rantman. It's it's crazy what uh, what power offensively they have and then the, in in goal they have Kemper. You know he's a guy that was always thought to be carrying Arizona. Finally goes to you know a solid team and he's performed pretty well. So um, you know they. I think they're they're built top to bottom to win, and uh, I think they're going to be in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like Camel Carr does to forwards what McDavid does to defensemen. Mm-hmm. He just he's so fast, he's so smart. He just puts everyone on their heels, and it opens up the ice naturally a lot more for him. I think that's for sure. That's that's absolutely true. Yeah. Our Eastern Conference final. Um, I think we're the same on this one. Uh, Florida and Carolina. Yeah. 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 Who do you got going through? I got Florida getting through Riding Carolina. All the way. And right. Like, I don't know if I'd call them the Cinderella team. You know, maybe you could call, uh, you know, Calgary that have that run of, you know, just, you know, they've had a roster that they could you know, has a lot of potential and if they can, they can make their way to the final, then, then they can do some damage. But yeah, I have uh, Florida getting past Carolina. I think Brabovsky will stand on his head when he needs to, and uh, he'll backstop them to the finals. And I just have a feeling Florida, this is, you know, they've had a good team for a couple of years, but um I think they got a, a pathway to the finals and they're going to get past Carolina. Yeah, I have, uh, I actually have Carolina top in Florida. And I think it's just from the blue line back, I think I give the edge to Carolina. And I think by then they're going to have enough game tape to figure out Florida. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's what it's going to come down to. They'll, they're going to, they're going to figure them out and they're just going to shut down. You know, I th- I don't I don't see if that ends up being a series. I don't see it being a high scoring affair with all these fantastic things. Despite the fact that they have some phenomenal and, and electric players, 
I think it'll be a bit more of a of a controlled environment. I think Carolina will control it, and I think they're going to push through. So I have uh, Calgary and Carolina in the finals, which I'm telling you, man, when I started my bracket, that is not the final I had envisioned. <laughs> Until you start breaking it down, and you're like, really? Like, those two? And so you got Florida and Colorado. Florida and Colorado, yeah. Two favorites. So who's on top? Who's going to be the top dog at the end of it all? At that point, man, I got to give it, uh, you know, not that we're nationalistic or anything here on this podcast, but uh, I think Calgary. I think uh, much like when you look at the template of um, the Blues from a couple years ago, we've already talked about them, turned their season around. You know, that screams Calgary this year. Right, the start of the season, everyone's like, "What's wrong with Calgary? What's wrong with Calgary?" Last last couple of years have been atrocious. Sean Monahan is like non-existent, right? And you're like, "Man!" And then Daryl comes in there and just writes the ship, like almost almost immediate impact. It felt like they look like a different team from after the first practice, right? And I think, especially his love for Calgary, um, Calgary's love for him. You know, when they're playing at home in the playoffs, man, that building, the Saddle Dome will be, that'll be electric. And I just feel, you know what, Calgary has some unfinished business from about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago when they took on Lightning there in the playoffs and that disputed goal <laughs> or save says still eats eats me up to this day i remember watching that game and being so angry me and everyone, all the guys i was watching it with you're just so angry but uh i do think you know between the three canadian teams everyone talks about the canadian teams and they're not fence sitters they're not bottom feeders they're all legitimate contenders i think if if the cup is ever going to come back north of the border i think this year honestly is is the year well, you're not really questioning the pedigree of any three of those teams. They are all just solid cup contenders. And I think Calgary has a shot. I think they all have a shot, really. But I think at the end of the day, Calgary uh, just might bring it home. I didn't make it to my bracket, but um, partially because I'm a little Edmonton biased in that Battle of Alberta matchup. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do think Calgary has a team that can – that can take it to the finals and, and win. Like you said, their coach, the goalie, they got the defense, they got the depth at forward. You know, like we said, three 40 goal scorers, like they can score with the best of them. With the Canadian teams, I think Toronto also has you know, a very good chance. If they can get past that hurdle of the first round, you know, I think they have a ton of potential. Maybe, maybe they can't be stopped at that point. Um, or like you said, maybe a team, you know, gets the book on them and, and can shut them down, you know, as, as the games go on. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't follow your pick there. I got, uh, Colorado beating Florida in the finals. So I just think it's their year. They've, they've been knocking on the door and, and they're going to put it all together and come out on top. So. Yeah. No, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if everything goes right. You know, you got Kadri on the Kadri's on a uh, contract year. Yeah. And if he can behave himself and actually last the entire playoffs, 
you know, that, you know, that was always the thing that drove me nuts as a, as a Leaf fan, you know, every time, every time he stepped on the ice, you were worried about what Kadri was going to do. Yeah. And every time he did something stupid and you're like, come on, man, he has such great offensive ability yeah. for, for his role, but you're just like, you know, in the playoffs, the refs and the league are watching you. Yeah. One thing yeah. to note on Kadri, I believe it's a contract year for him. Yeah. So I think he's going to learn his lessons. He wants that big payday. He's going to come perform. He's going to keep everything in check and he's going to be a big reason why they win the Stanley Cup. Hmm. All right. So there's your picks, Colorado, Calgary. But uh, I think we both agreed that, uh, man, it is really a free-for-all this year. What's interesting, though, I got to say, is uh, that we both picked Western Conference teams to, to win. And I find that interesting because when you look at, you know, you've heard a lot of talk you know, on, on, uh, on TSN, Sportsnet, and other podcasts mm-hmm. You're a lot of talk about in the West, you know, people are, the teams are afraid of Colorado. They don't want to play Colorado. Mm-hmm. And if there's any other team they don't want to play, it's Calgary. Everyone else, people couldn't care less, really. I mean, Edmonton's there and you know, you can't uh, turn your back on Edmonton because they'll burn you. They'll burn you so hard, especially yeah. if you start, you know, committing some penalties and put those guys in the power play. They'll just eat you up. But and you look at the pedigree of the Eastern Conference, every team 100 points, right? You would think, you know, I just find it interesting that both of us ended up picking Western Conference team, despite the fact that the East by far is the most ta- more talented conference. But that's the thing is, you know, you look at Toronto versus Tampa in the first round, one of the top five teams that could be a conference in final. the league. Yeah, that could be a conference final. And one of those teams is going to go out. So because of that, you know, those matchups are so close in the East. You know, I think uh, when it comes to the, the Stanley Cup finals, we could see a team in the West that has a little bit easier go of it. Yeah. yeah, it's a harder path, harder path in the East for sure. All right. Uh, so what else we got? Uh, so just some quick fantasy talk. I think we're we're pushing a good amount of time here already. Yeah, I think uh, you're you're missing you're missing part of the big game, or you got it playing there, uh, dude. I am I am dying. I am dying. I got Joel and some of other buddies texting. And, oh man, I could I I don't know if I could I could do what you're doing now, but tough, I man. I just looked took took a peek, and I think you'll be happy. So maybe we'll <laughs> uh, we'll wrap up a yeah. little bit, and then uh, you can get support in your. Your boy, Matthews. All right, so let's go pick one final topic here. There's lots you could talk about. Um, let's pick one sleeper pick for a fantasy team. Later in, later in the draft, who, you know, let's say you get to the 10th round, they're still there. Who, who do you go for? Who's a good sleeper pick that you could really get a steal on, you think, this year in the playoffs? Hmm. Well, because tough one. Eh? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I I gotta go. Kadri was on fire at the beginning of the year. I think he's a guy you can get a little bit later. Um, yeah, definitely out of the top five. Like Kadri will not go top five. Yeah. So he. he crazy. <laughs> yeah, but but at the beginning of the year when when McKinnon was out, he came to perform. 
he was he was on fire. So I think uh, he's a guy. You know, I I think they're going to win the cup. So you know, you want you want a team that's going to make it to the end. And I think he's uh, going to take his game to another level in the playoffs and and produce. Yeah, can't argue with that. Can't argue that. Uh, for me, I think I have to go from Florida. I think Florida, as far as fantasy value goes, man, talk about a wealth of riches. And you got a lot of guys. You mentioned Sam Bennett earlier, Claude Giroux. I mean, he'll probably go later too. Like I don't see him going in top five rounds, maybe maybe fifth round, but even then I, I don't really see it, depending, of course, on your league size. But um, I think from them – I'd probably go with either Anton Lundell or Carter Verhage. Carter Verhage's top line, he might go a little bit sooner than you would think. But Anton Lundell, if you need, if you really want to put all your chips down on, on Florida for going the distance and you want a lot of players at the end left over, uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, he may not give you the most offensive points, but he'll get you your, your peripherals. And when you're in the playoffs, man, it's, you know, it's not all about the goals and assists. You need, you need those peripherals. I think it's kind of along the same lines why you pick Kadri. You know, he gets you the other the extras. And I think uh, for me, I think Anton Lindell is uh, is the guy to, guy to go for, for a late round pick. If you see him, pick him up. I think uh, can't go wrong there. Yeah, that's a good call. And I think he's one guy, you know, even going into next season, he's a yeah. guy that, you know, mid – Mid draft, end draft. He's one of those guys you can definitely take a chance on, depending on you know how the chips fall and, and where he's going to be in the lineup. But uh, I think he has a lot of potential to to take his game to the next level, and we'll like see if he can get that started in, in the playoffs here. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That has been what the H, the Nago episode. Uh, we are getting used to this. This is, as you know, our first one here. and We're doing the best that we can. So uh, please stick with us. We hope you enjoyed. And uh, we hope that, you know, we offered at least a little bit of insight. If you're curious as to uh, who to pick and who to go with, uh, we hope, you know, you learned something today. So in that case, enjoy the rest of the games tonight. I know you'll be off to watch the Edmonton game there in a little bit there, Eric. And uh, I got to turn on the Leafs game and see what's going on. I, I'm excited. Playoffs, man. They're here. They're finally here. One thing about the West, those 10 p.m. games are a killer for the next day, but killer, playoffs, right? playoffs only come once a year. So that's right. You That's right. Support them. All right, guys. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest Thanks of the Thanks for joining. Hockey. Take care. Bye.